0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the most must-listen podcast in the history of all podcasts. I'm Mikey Dangerously here, along with Jay Glow and the Ben Wayne. And Truth Devoid, once again, hitting us with their music. I'd like to give a special shout-out to those guys. Uh, Whalen Pelchar, especially for the guitarist there. Excellent music, ramps us up, gets us into what we're talking about this evening. And, boys... J. Glow or uh, the Ben Wayne, what are we talking about today? What's on today's agenda?
1: Well, as we ended the last episode, uh, we ended it with sunny days ahead, more so not so sunny on these hot summer nights. Uh, Tammy Sitch arrested it yet again.
0: Oh, boy. So (laughs) I think... I think it was you, uh, Ben, you were you were, uh, covering this a little bit more. What can you tell us
2: about poor, poor Sonny? Well, the sunny days have ended. Huh. I think this is the the train has pulled into the last stop. <laughs> um, Sonny's back in jail after just getting out of jail, actually. <sighs> um, she was arrested on July 13th, 2020, and the charges are eluding police officers, contempt to violate domestic violence and a restraining order, and operating a motor vehicle during a second license suspension. Now, just in the last year, she's been arrested upwards of like six times. And one of the times in 2019, there was a span of a uh, four-week period where she was arrested five times within New Jersey in different areas. My so God. Yeah, she went to prison for that last year, and I think she she just got out. It has to be 90 days at the most she was out of prison, and she's right back in again.
0: Are these going to be long stints for her then? Like if she gets these charges put on her, are they just going to lock her up and throw with a key? Like if it happens in too many times, she's going to become a liability to people out on the road and shit like that.
2: It just continues to, to snowball for her. And the thing is she can't get out of it. Cause every time she gets done with a bunch of charges and she's on like probation and all that kind of stuff, she's uh, adding up more charges. So when you violate your probation, all that stuff goes back on top of you and you know, with the current state of affairs of the world, it's very hard to get, like, hearings and be seen. Especially yeah. if it's nothing that isn't super important. Like, it is it's it is it is important. I'm not saying that. It's like domestic violence and stuff. It's not murder. So yeah, it's the lower not, tier stuff. Yeah, they're not going to expedite her to get her, you know, anywhere. So she's going to be just stuck there. And it just keeps happening for her. And it's not, like, okay, the 90 days or the 120 days she was out or whatever it is. She was a train wreck on Twitter, going off on all kinds of people, <laughs> saying all the wrong stuff against all different minorities. It even got so bad that Ahmed Johnson uh, divulged that he had slept with Sonny back in the day oh, when God. she was going off on stuff about, um, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement. Like, she has just been like she got out of jail and she just said, I'm going to wreck my life even more. And it doesn't make sense.
1: I guess you could say her life went into a Pearl River plunge after that, huh?
2: It really did go into a Pearl River plunge. I'm trying like that. What a pun. You couldn't even <laughs> write this stuff if we didn't like it didn't happen. I mean, Sonny, it's, it's a shame because she's a wrestling fan. And yeah. the way she got in, she broke it in Smoky Mountain. Her and Candido went to high school together. They were high school sweethearts. It wasn't like they met in wrestling. They were in high school in Ohio, and they just fell in love, and they went into the wrestling business together. Cornette got him in Smokey Mountain, and the rest is history. Like, she was a great mouthpiece. Candido was a dynamite wrestler. He was amazing. And the worst part about it is Candido was a great stand-up guy. Anybody you talk to about Chris Candido, Chris Candido was an amazing man behind the scenes. He would help you to show off his back. She was fucking scumbagging him to everybody and fucking every guy that would take her in the locker room. I'm sorry to say it that bluntly, but it's absolutely the truth. And even Bret Hart, like, as clean as he is, that's why that comment rubbed Bret wrong. Because Sonny and Brett had a thing. Everyone had a thing with Brett. That Sonny Day's comment, that is why Brett and Sean got into their fight in the locker room in, I forget what state it was, and they ripped the big clump of hair out of Sean's head because he said the Sonny Day's comment because he thought, you're fucking with my family. He, that's what Bret Hart said in the locker room to Sean. He goes, what are you doing trying to fuck with my family? What are you doing trying to fuck with my family? This is Sean's words on a shoot interview with our video back in 97, if you want to look it up. And he said, yeah, that's what it was over because Brett had a thing, a fling with Sonny. But also on the flip side of that, Sean had a six month relationship with Sonny, apparently from a shoot interview she did with RF Video and they bought a house in Texas together. So, I mean, she had just been scumbagging Candido and it was a terrible thing and all the boys knew it, but Candido... That's what's sad about his story, you know? Then he makes that big comeback. You know, he goes through ECW. He gets the WWE push. You know, he's tag champs, Goes back. ECW does the big triple threat thing. Then he kind of falls off, gets WCW at the end, and WCW's dying days. And finally gets on Impact, and he has a good run. He breaks his leg, and, you know, we know the rest is history. What happened? The blood clot, and he ended up dying. That's sad. It's a sad story because he was with that girl, and he loved loves, like, Tammy so much. Everything candido did every interview he loved his wife you know he just loved her to death and she was just a fucking piece of work behind his back you know the thing i don't understand is
0: back a little bit before i guess sonny's uh expletives came out on twitter i follow like jim ross and i hate to throw that man under the bus because i know he's probably been through a lot but like man he was Horn dogging for uh, Sonny so much, and then all of a sudden this shit came out. And I'm like, oh, Jr., what's going on there, man? I know you're just that horny old man. He is now, he is now Jerry Lawler that Jerry Lawler was back in the Attitude era, and it's just like, oh, she, you know, it shouldn't have been her, man. You he should have been, you could have been talking about because he would promote her uh, oh, uh, oh, fan, OnlyFans or Fans Only or whatever that thing is that she had. Uh, OnlyFans, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh. Uh, I know what Jr. is doing at night sometimes now since his wife passed him. But
1: God, I'm That's just That's like saying. a visual. <laughs> That's a visual. So you, he's, he's pounding his meat. What do, um, you know his what, it, what do you think his face is? What do you think his face looks like when he's about to come? <laughs> oh! <I> was,
2: <laughs> nothing against the guy. I'm sure he's a stand-up guy. But you know, uh, what, the, you know what the thing is with Jr is um he just found Sonny, you know what I mean? Like, he was a uh, head of talent relations at the time when Sonny got big and got brought in. And guys that are head of talent relations in, like, WWE or any promotion, you're head of talent relations, well, the ones that get big, you really take that as, like, you know a a good thing like if you found a big fucking talent like jr found the rock you know austin he brought those guys in so that's considered like they're his guys he brought them in they wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for him so i think he kind of supports the boys that you know he brought to the dance if that makes sense kind of like uh you know how they go out and they recruit football players they look check out colleges you know or you watch someone in triple a baseball and that's how scouts find people you know jr's kind of the same way they kind of do it the same way in the wwe like john Laurinaitis was a talent was head of talent relations dreamer was head of talent relations uh sam bucci i forget fucking his name simon simon dean i think his name used to be mm-hmm. in wwe he was like a workout guy he was head of talent relations for a while so, you know, but you only get a little, little window if you're not bringing people in. So Dreamer brought a lot of ECW guys. He had the connects, you know, fucking those other guys were out the door. Like Laura Knight had a lot of Japan connects and JR had every kind of connect, but that's how they used to do it. I don't really know how they do talent relations now. I, I, it used to be Trips was the head of talent relations. I don't know how that works now. I don't know who is.
1: I think he still is, to be honest with you. I, that's where a lot of the Japan guys are coming from, too. Like Kenta... Uh,
2: he has good scouts because he's bringing in good talent.
1: Yeah, I think it's just him bringing in more talent, even though they really don't need it. They should focus on the talent that they have now. But, I mean, let's be honest, half the guys that are in there have the personality of a rake, and that's putting it lightly. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I think if they need to really dig deep and find out who they could and then just let them do their own thing, and who knows, NXT could be its own thing uh like Ra- i don't want to say raul go off the air but i mean i think they're more so focusing on nxt right now just judging by the shows but drew mcintyre is going to be their saving grace in my opinion and if they take the battle off him for some reason and they give it to someone with zero personality i mean it's i don't know if the future holds for ron smackdowns you know
2: hmm I mean, um, after that pay-per-view, I don't know, uh, this past Sunday, I don't know what the whole WWE holds because in my opinion, is one of the worst pay-per-views I've watched and I watched the whole thing from start to finish. Well, it just, there wasn't a lot of good, of bright spots in that pay-per-view.
1: I personally, if we're going to segue into talking about extreme rules or if we're going to hold off on that, uh, my take, I really liked it actually, uh, I thought it was a solid pay-per-view, opposed to, like, Backlash. Uh,
2: Backlash is bad. Backlash is pretty bad. Backlash was very bad. I just thought they insulted our intelligence too many times in the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. That was just – that's how I felt. You know what I mean? Like, they set the guy on fire. I get it. They're trying to give us that big show. And but for a world title match, for your champion to be underwater at the end, and we don't like you, just say, Okay, yeah, that's how you've decided a winner in a swamp match, something we've never seen before. And I mean, let's like, I won't, you know, won't go too much into that because we'll probably, we might talk about it a little more. That Rey Mysterio and Rollins match, two of the greatest performers of this generation and the past generation, and that's what they give us a fake eye hanging out of a mask. <laughs> like, that's what they give us. Like, I love that match, that match had me. And that's how they ended. I thought maybe they would do some blood and some color and that's how it would end. But they have a fit, like a little prosthetic eye hanging out of a man. That's so that's kind of like for kids, I think, you know, right. But then again, that's what Ross for. So, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm griping over something that's passed me by.
1: Right. No, I agree. So we, we, we've touched a little bit more on that going forward. Uh, let's talk about what I mean. Do we want to say anything else about Sonny? tammy
2: i really don't think there's much left to say about her that's that's the gist of it we don't know like you know how long she's going to be in prison i'm sure she'll get out i'm sure she'll be back in and we'll talk about it again yeah she'll she'll be out you know what i mean she'll do something great you know she'll go to the walmart and do something you know i'm sure there's plenty of stuff for her to do and she lives down in like uh, the philadelphia area so well lots of stuff let's hope that uh she could finally
1: you know get the help she needs and you know move forward but i mean how many times has this happened already? You know what I mean? So. I,
2: I, I just don't know why she thinks her OnlyFans are going to hang around. I mean, you just can't drop out the scene hey. <laughs> when you've got a solid following like that and expect, I mean, expect people just to hang around.
1: Listen, Chad, that's 49 <laughs> from Connecticut. He's going to be still there waiting for more OnlyFans,
2: for more feet it- pics. <laughs> he's still got that sunny standy from 1997 yeah. of her in the silver dress
1: yes and i won't go <laughs> into details about what it looks like too after he's used it but yeah he's
2: had it since 97 <laughs>
1: johnny oh god it's a lot of spunk uh That's a lot of sperm so well, moving forward uh mikey <laughs> what uh what would you like to uh continue talking about we want to talk about the uh TNA Slammiversary or Impact? They keep wanting to call TNA. Well,
2: all right. Yeah, Slammiversary was Saturday, and a lot of people debuted for Slammiversary this uh, past weekend. It was, what, the Good Brothers debuted, Eric Young debuted. I heard EC3 came back at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think personally, it, the pay-per-view that we just had was uh, very – for, for an impact pay-per-view, it was probably one of the better ones they've had in a very long time. And uh, one thing I, I want to touch on, honestly, is just having all those guys come back, and the uh, question is, what are they going to do with them? Time to take five to hear a word from our sponsor. Do you hear that? That's the sound of an ice-cold Loco coffee. I always have one before I record wrestling and whatever, because it's that damn good. Start feeling good about your daily coffee consumption. Loco coffee delivers benefits that go above and beyond the average cold brew coffee, and is geared towards fueling your active lifestyle. With all natural, no BS ingredients, and zero added sugar. The added coconut water and maple water provides electrolytes and antioxidants for an enhanced, clean coffee experience. This is the perfect pre- and post-workout drink. Don't forget to use our promo code WRESTLINGWE for 10% off of your next order off of any Loco Coffee you purchase on com. Well,
0: I don't know. I, I, I mean, Slammiversary just seemed like they were throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck. I don't know. What did you guys think of it? I mean, all those returns, quote-unquote returns, they had EC3 come back. I mean, I guess that would have been a good place for them. I, I over heard, or shall I say, looked at uh, Glow's comments, I think it might have been even in our uh, wrestling or whatever over on Facebook, where someone was saying, you know, or you were saying that he should have went back to, uh, or he should have went to AEW, right?
1: Right. I personally think uh, EC3 coming back to Impact, I think it was just him thanking them for there you know, giving him the chance to have WWE pick him up. But I think right now he's in that phase of his life and his career where he's like, okay, I've been here, i dominated this place, I went to to, uh, NXT and WWE, could have dominated. They stunted my growth. They made me want to do this even more now. Going back to Impact, I think it's just a thank you. But, man, if you went to AEW – with that character and that persona that he had, because, I mean, he had the All Elite Wrestling thing on that wall and the one promo that he had online right. that showed that. I mean, if he would have went there, my God, he would have been a main eventer, no no doubt. He would have been there and he would have used how AEW is kind of like, in my opinion, the way that they give their people creative control and leeway. It's kind of like a Attitude-esque type of era and, like, more so like WCW when they were going steadily right into the NWO gimmick and or also with the language barrier, how they're able to really say stuff like shit and bullshit and bastard and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, EC3 gun impact may help them, but ultimately I think you're going to see him in AEW sooner or later and he's going to bring that gimmick of just – being off the wall, it's going to be great. And um, Eric Young, man, uh, little little side note about Ey. Um, I've actually been talking to Ey on uh, Twitter personally, like through messages, and he was going to come on the show, but then he said he's not doing any media right now because he has something planned. And I guess, I guess this. Wow, is you it. knew that before it
0: dropped, <laughs> dude.
1: This was like two weeks before Slamiversary. I was talking to him on Twitter, wow. and he was like. I'd love to do your show in the future, but for right now, I ha I cannot do it in any media because I have something planned. And I was like, "Oh, okay, well, I'll talk to you in the future then." So, yeah, probably about a year when he's you know dropped again. So,
0: oh, don't hopefully he doesn't listen to our show, so he doesn't hear that. <laughs>
1: uh, well, then I mean, the Good Brothers they were already
0: uh, on TNA, right? We are. Did we already know that they signed?
1: I they signed.
2: Ben, what do you did they were
1: they in uh, Impact before? <laughs>
2: um they were in impact but not as the good brothers carl anderson was not there he was in japan and gallows was part of aces and Eights. yes yes, that's what everybody thought was going to happen everybody thought aces and Eights was going to come back and that's not what happened i guess they're just what eddie edwards from what i understand Mm -hmm. um they did sign and everyone like a lot of people knew these guys were all showing up on the 18th there was a big promo that tna put out i mean excuse me, Impact put out a <laughs> couple so of hard. weeks ago. It's very hard. When I'm, I'm looking up stuff about Impact, I look up TNA and I can't find it. You got to put Impact in. So, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, there was a good promo that came out that had all these guys on there. And then everyone watches Slammiversary Saturday, and they're all surprised. to go, oh, my God, all these guys showed up. We knew these guys were showing up. There was a promo. I seen it. Like, we knew every – even Gallows and Anderson were in the promo. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great bunch of talent. And you know what kind of TN uh, Impact is now? It's uh, Canada. It's our Canada promotion. That's what it is. They're, front, they're up in – they're based up in Canada, you know. So, it's all the North. It's kind of like we have Canada, we have Japan, you know, and we have U.S. We have a uh, North America.
0: Do we have um, Do we have any idea what was going on with uh, Heath Slater? That was so.
2: What's very interesting about the Heath Slater right. uh, situation is it was twelve days ago he was on Raw. Yeah, right. That's what I was. I seeing. don't know. Now he was not in that promo when all the released guys that I've seen. Whose side so is all... he on? <laughs> I have no idea what they're even doing with him, I and mean, why does anyone even care at this point? Um, but ah. he's a big deal, I guess, for Impact. He's former tag champ with Rhino, right? Right. He was I, uh, 3MB.
0: He's got kids. I mean, you know,
2: He does I'm have blessed. kids. He lives in a double wide. I mean, <laughs> this is the problem with promotions. And, you know, just to backtrack a little, EC3 didn't go to AEW because they didn't look at him. He did that promo to trying to get into AEW, the one with the backdrop, and I thought that was a phenomenal promo. I loved it, but that, they didn't look at him, but AEW is like a mess. They got so many guys that aren't even doing, like, they have so many similar fellows over there. That's why they didn't want to bring him in. It wasn't that his, uh, he didn't fit or anything. I thought he would have been a star as well. I just don't think they, you know, they don't know what to do with the guys they have at the moment.
0: What a world we live in where they drop a guy like EC3, but someone like Rockstar Spuds still has a job over there. But don't get me wrong, I am a big Drake Maverick fan. I like the way he uh, I like the way he does what he does. I think he's pretty cool. I think that's why WWE probably kept him is because he's going to be probably influential for like maybe even some backstage stuff. I don't know what, because uh, he did do a lot of stuff over in um, TNA. But uh, I don't know. I think that's a good character. You know, I, it's not like, it's, it's semi-original, you know what I mean? You could have them bounce back and forth between being a, a wrestler or a, or a, or like a, a manager or a general manager or whatever like that. As long as they don't do the, um, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name that they did for ECW when he was like the general manager, uh, Estrada.
2: Oh, God. Armando. You know?
0: Like that way, and then like they had him wrestle and it's like, wow, they just. Like they just threw him right into a wrestling ring, and like this guy's jacked. Like you knew he was jacked, but it's like, well, now he knows how to wrestle. I don't know things like that. Like I wish they would have like a better blueprint than saying, "Oh, you know, here's uh, here's Selena Vega, and I know she was wrestling, but now she's a manager." But oh, now like look her throw some throw some moves out there like that. Or when they had uh, Bobby Lashley's uh, manager. And you kind of knew he could wrestle before he was Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece. Leo original Rush. Mouthpiece, Leo Rush. And then, like, it was one of those things where they should have saved it or if they're going to have those type of manager gimmick matches where, oh, wow, look at Leo Rush, he could actually fight. But you kind of knew he was, like, you know, he was the moth before that. So, I mean, it's just interesting how they do. I mean, like, Paul Heyman's is probably the only one that I can think of if they have a manager that, like, he is a ma- – like, he, you, if you put him in a match, he's going to get his ass kicked. These other people – They've been wrestled, like you could see that they've wrestled and shit like that. So, I would
2: it's just, just like to see a return to traditional managers, though. I just want yeah. Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornell, I want a mouthpiece yeah, at ringside hard. who talks and who doesn't get in the ring. And you know what? He's a, a, a like a wormy, squirrely heel that want, we want, we're we waiting a year for his comeuppance. And then finally someone gets to choke him. That's heat that's how yeah. you build heat and they don't do it there's so much they just don't do these little things and e and aew is trying to do those little things but yeah. i think with the current state of events it's very hard without a crowd to build heat it's very hard
0: well these these crowds too we could just go into this conversation now too i don't know how it is over with aew but these these raw and smackdown and oh. nxt crowds that's i'd rather them just be i i honestly and i'm trying to get on to i am like part of those and i've gloated about this in, in past podcasts i'm part of the wwe fan council which like you know you, you get to put your opinion in and stuff but they didn't ask anything about how do you like the product so far with the way they have the audience, audience and shit like that honestly if they wanted to just not pipe in the artificial sound and if they didn't want to have the same crowd in maybe like NXT would be special and they could kind of keep, I I don't know what the whole appeal is to have a crowd now with everything that's happening. It doesn't make any sense. It would make perfect sense if they just left it go. And then people at home are going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Johnny, I don't know uh, on your end, uh, did the uh, did baseball start up or anything like
1: that? Are they doing anything? Or... They're in like practice mode right now. Um, yeah, they believe. What were they saying with like crowds and shit? I believe right now that they are going to have like cutouts. Do <laughs> they oh like, have cutouts God. in the audience? Oh Jesus Christ! But this is this is what I have to say now. I've been trying to follow like NASCAR and stuff lately too because I used uh-huh. to watch it as a kid all the time, kind of like wrestling. And I've been just getting back into it due to, like, DraftKings and stuff because it's, like, in my opinion, it's pretty easy to win a couple bucks off there. So anyway, uh, right. they uh, they are having some people in their audience, from what I've noticed, they have – they have I want to say spread out, but they only have a certain amount. And I want to say maybe it's service members that are there um, that yeah. are doing that. But it's it, – it, to my opinion, they if they could keep a certain amount of people in there, they could make it – Six feet, like a checkerboard type of system where they could have people in the seating and they could have everything, you know, everything you need to do out there to keep people safe out there um, besides putting them in a goddamn bubble. But, yeah. I mean, the baseball, from my understanding, they're having cutouts out there, which if they do, hey, I'm just happy that there's some sort of sports. They're playing backpack. something. Yeah, I get you. There was a – oh, I'm sorry. There was uh, a study no. coming out that they said that right now, which, I mean, anybody – Who's has common sense could know that with everything going on with this whole, uh, you know, pandemic, they said that sports are at an all-time high need. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I hear there's a lot of there, – there's one thing that everyone loves all year round, and it's sports and good television, Um, you know, if you live in the United States of America. And, yeah, of course sports are at a, at a high need right now. That's why I bet you WWE's ratings – are somewhat higher than they were last year because everyone's watching the, it. Everyone's watching wrestling now because it's because they're the only original program that's happening. Exactly. Right like all
0: my all my shows that I would normally watch now for this time of year were were pulled on hiatus and nothing's came came come on Hulu yet. So like uh, you know, there's nothing to watch except for wrestling right now, right. which isn't a bad thing. But I'm just saying, like even like uh, movies and and things like that. As we're seeing, it's kind of being. You know, everything's getting put on the back burner until all this dies down. So for, you know, wrestling or to get into your part with like any of the sports to come back in, if they can do it in a safe manner, then so be it. But getting on track with unless you want to say anything else about like NASCAR or football or baseball or any of that or basketball, even um, I don't like the same fans in the audience when they're placed in there. Because I'm looking at the audience members now and I'm like watching them and I'm like, oh, that guy was there, you know, obviously there last week, which, you know, because it was taped, but three hours before probably, but they're becoming more of a distraction than whatever's going on in the ring. I'm watching the, the, the same people that are out in the audience because it, 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 they don't, it's like a fake audience, it is. which that's, is what it is. That's and it, the and thing, that...
2: Mike, it is a fake yeah. audience.
0: And it's like, it feels like Ben, I don't know if it does to you, if you're watching that, like pandering.
2: Like no, they're, what they're, it is, is they're told what to do. And I'll, I'll, I like I'll tell you an exact, make an exact <laughs> example of it. I, yeah. was, I was watching and um, I guess the camera panned off, but it panned back to the crowd and there was this dude with his glasses off and he hurried up and put them back on because that's his costume. <laughs> and I just said, that's fucking awful. Because uh, someone told him to be that way, so every reaction in that crowd, we can just throw it in the garbage. It's not genuine. It's a, it's a act. They're actors. They're extras. They've told them what yeah. to do. So that I don't like. I like the pounding on the the plastic. I do like that's that. Like hockey. Yeah. That's, that's hockey. Possible. They yep. should all do that all the time. Like okay, like. You know, when two guys knock each other out and it's a real long match and they're going to get up and everybody starts pounding the canvas, then mm-hmm. they pound the gla- that plastic. That would be awesome. People would like yeah, that. Right. There's things you could do to, you know, um, change, like, what's happening, but they're not trying. They're just saying, go out there, hold a sign that says Sasha Banks because we gave it to you.
0: Yeah. You're, you guys, like, you could tell, like... I look at the audience and I'm like, oh, look, there's the heel audience member because they're rooting for the bad guy. Like, they are that character of the heel. Like, it's not like a genuine, oh, I like Sasha Banks. It's I'm going to be the bad guy because I'm going to be rooting for her. because you'll see them. They'll root for Sasha Banks. They'll root for Dolph Ziggler. They'll, they'll, you know, it's the same audience. You know what I mean? And it just aggravates me in a sense of like, oh, it's not. It's it's making a, a pretend sport even a little bit more less bearable because. Well, predetermined. It's yeah. It seems pretentious. Nah, not pretend. I'm sorry. Pretentious. The men and women are actually risking their lives right now for us, which you know, good for them. But at least you didn't say the f word. <laughs> f-
2: yeah, don't. No. You know, we don't say that.
0: <laughs> no. But uh, I, anything else we want to touch base on with that? Because we kind of went off on a little diatribe. But
2: yeah, I'm not really. No. no how about that. AEW? Is AEW are we we really fans? covered the uh, Fighter Fest last week, I think, and that was really all. We haven't. The new show will be tomorrow night. Yeah, um, but what
0: about like the audience? I mean, their audience. What's what's their <laughs> like? Is it
2: is their audience is great because it's just the wrestlers and they're not told what to do and they do they're all bottom. random stuff. Like one time they were all betting on the matches. One time, you know, people got involved. Like the 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 gun club they got involved with the you know they're they're doing different stuff like it's not predetermined it's organic so what happens happens that's fun
0: that's fun yeah they could do that i think wwe could have tried to do something like that too just to make it a little bit differently and i know we're uh in one of our earlier shows johnny and i were talking about like trying to do something different and what better way to do something different is if like if what happened uh, at that pay-per-view when when uh, Sasha Banks and, and Asuka Oscar had their fight, and Bailey like turned into being the referee. And again, we could we could talk about this later. In her promo on Raw, she could have said, but they don't say this. They could say like, "Hey, we're short staffed. Anyway, we don't have you know there wasn't a ref coming out for that match because it's short staffed. They don't have to even bring up the coronavirus or anything because I know that's Mr. McMahon's you know naughty word. You can't say what's happening in the you know in the world right now. You just have to get sucked into this." We yeah. don't know why the plexiglass is up around the freaking stage, yeah. but you know, but but I mean, like, you know, they could she, Bailey could have said something on Raw this past Monday. She could have said something on the lines of, Oh, you know, I you know, I saw the ref was down and I you know, I jumped into action because I know there aren't enough people, you know, we're short staffed, something along those lines where it could have made it seem believable and be like, Oh, okay, well, that's you know, she still shouldn't have done that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, but it, they didn't say that in, in raw. I don't know if you caught raw or not, uh, Ben, but it, it, it was just like,
2: eh. <laughs> I did. Um, I think I did watch raw. I know I watched the pay-per-view for sure. I watched the whole right. thing. So uh, I don't know if we're going to, whenever you guys want to start oh, yeah, the I results of right, both, both shows. Because, uh, um, I mean, really, I I have some grapes about the horror show, but I mean, I guess there was some bright spots, you know, Johnny did watch it too. And he had some takeaways that were positive, you know?
0: So, I mean, without further ado, I'll just tell you guys on the fly, I want to be your moderator in the sense that I didn't catch it. So you guys are going to have to fill me into anything. If I have any legitimate questions, then at least it'll be like I'm like the audience in a sense. So uh, without further ado, why don't we get into this, this horror show? I mean, how is it set up? I mean, I wish it was, I wish it was like Halloween Havoc-esque or like a little bit more spookier in a sense if they're calling it the horror show. It just didn't seem like that's the case. That They went that route. They just wanted a name for it.
2: I didn't understand the addition of the horror show at Extreme Rules for just the addition of two matches that were kind of horrific. <laughs> You know, why wasn't the whole card horrific matches then make a whole new pay-per-view like uh, TLC is or like, you know, extreme. This is extreme rules. They's, they could have done all kinds of cool stipulations and they really, with the one stipulations they had, just were kind of fell flat in my opinion.
0: They shouldn't have started with the I. They should have started with like, the first match should have been like. Not like on the same card, but they shouldn't have went so far for the eye. They should have been like, I'm going to break your arm. The arm, It's like a break arm match type thing, you know, first person. Not
2: like a submission match. I, like, I would have gone with the first blood. That.
1: That's what I said too.
2: Okay. I would have started with too. a first blood. I would have ended with a steel cage match. And I had all kinds of craziness all throughout ladders matches, but like with it's different kinds of, yeah. Ghost. Oh no. You know, what would have been <laughs> awesome. Whoever said explosions, like a Japanese yeah. real style death match, like an exploding okay. bomb barbed wire yeah. match. We've never seen in the States before. That'd get people talking. Like they could do such cool shit, but they don't want to. They just want to phone at the fuck in, let the kids watch and be happy and go to bed by 11.
1: Yep, not even 11. That thing ended at like it was... almost 10.30. Not even. Yeah, it was
2: two hours and 40 minutes was the whole pay-per-view. Wow. So, fir- <laughs> so what was the first
1: match?
2: Um, the fr- I'll go through a couple, Jay John- Glow, and then you can go through, through a couple. Is that cool? Sounds good. All right. The pre-show match was Owens and Murphy. Owens went over Murphy. It was a good match. I don't know why Kevin Owens is getting wasted on the pre-show. The guy's money. He's a great heel. He can go in the ring. He's not the typical cookie cutter. I'm really disappointed at his, in his position in, in the whole uh, scheme of the
0: WWE. Well, uh, I, heard, I heard they're making Owens. They're going to make him the ring announcer. They're going to pull
2: him back and put him as ring announcer now. Too, oh, and so. Joe's going to continue to be the yeah. goof on the, the, like, the Com- announce team, yep. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing Best good team. stuff with the good wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Murphy is – I like Murphy, but why feed him to Owens? That made no sense. Like the match – That was a good match, 8 minutes, 55 seconds. I didn't mind it. Cesaro and Nakamura over the New Day. Okay, they're the new tag team champs. That's wonderful. They won the belts in 10 minutes, right? It's Cesaro and Nakamura. These guys are world-class stars. Nakamura was the biggest thing in Japan. Like, he was a rock star. He would, that's what they considered him. He was a Japanese rock star who had strong style, who just beat the shit out of you with kicks and punches. He was amazing. They have brought him here and made him a joke. And made, He looks like Alvis in a leotard. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't even care if he's the tag champ. Cesaro is another amazing guy. Brute strength. I've seen him. Like, I've been watching him since '06 when he was uh, Claudio Castagnoli and he was amazing then and he's just gets wasted, but at least they're doing something and they're the tag champ. So they went over the new day in a 10 minute match. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. And then this is, was probably my favorite match of the whole night. Cause I am a huge Bailey fan. I can't tell you how much I like Bailey at this point, but she is the most fantastic heel I've ever seen. Like in, the, in this era, like she has grabbed being a heel by the throat when she was a, big time baby face right so she's getting an interview and just these little things she does she starts smacking her belts together like symbols because she's just a like an asshole heel so she went over Nikki Cross in like a 12 minute match and it was pretty good like I liked it they had a solid affair so Jay Glo do you want to take it up from there
1: yeah, I mean, I'd like to touch on that uh that match as well. I uh, 100% agree. I actually really like Bailey as a heel. I think mm. she's really grasping the whole heel aspect really well. Okay. The one thing I think she does is she tries too hard. And I really think that what she needs to she needs to talk to one of like the biggest heels of latter years and just get some notes because she's doing it well, but she needs to do a less is more approach. Because I, I
2: thought that's what her deal was. Like she was trying to be over the top, but I could see what you mean because she is, you know, over the top.
1: Right. Like we get it. You know, you guys are trying to be like the biggest assholes here, which it's it's working. I mean, you're you're annoying a lot of people, but like you said, she has that that type of persona right now where she's arrogant and she's just off the wall, like in your so face, annoying. like. Like I'm the champion. I have two belts here. You have none, and
2: see, I'm a little biased. I love arrogant heels like if i'm I'm taught talk- I love flair in the eight I just love oh. heels that. That win, 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 and they never lose, and they can keep gloating every week. And right. that's who she is right now. Her and Sasha have all the belts. Like, they can go on any brand. Yeah, it's no, fine. But I know what you're saying. Like, where does it – it's going to plateau eventually, and we're going to get sick of it. Mm-hmm. So if she's so annoying now, how far can it go, right?
1: Not even plateauing. Like, I think she's doing a great job, but I think that when she's on camera, she's trying a little way too hard. Like, a great example, Ric Flair heel. Biggest asshole back in the day, he used to gloat about, you know, Space Mountain and, you know, I have cars that cost, you know, as much as your house type it's, of thing. That's awesome. That's that's smart I heel. That is, I mean, no one could ever top the Nate. But, no. like, if you're going to take – she's doing a fantastic job, in my opinion, with her – the whole heel gimmick. She just needs to do a little bit less is more approach. Being loud and obnoxious is okay for a little, little bit. But once you're continuously doing that and just talking, I'm Becky, I'm uh, not Becky. I'm uh, Bailey Dostraps. straps. I'm Bailey doe straps. Like she just keeps repeating it, Like, okay, you said it the first time we get it. Try to think of something else before you're, on. If, yeah. it, it kind of makes you that. feel like it's like they're camera shy. And like they're, when they're on camera, they're just trying to fill in the gaps with a lot of things. So it fills up the time.
0: A lot of, a lot of other, um, Um, those weird things with that too is the uh. What I was trying to think is, I think they need. If you think about it, I know wrestling is wrestling. It's the art of performing wrestling. But I think if they if they can go to an improv class like once, you know what I mean. Like just so they could say yes and rather than no but because no but isn't funny. Yes and is from my. Uh, from our glory days of, of being actors, Johnny, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's yes and, it's never no, because that ends the, the thing, the, the 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 sketch, you know, quick. And um, I, I felt like, again, going a little bit for, forward, seeing on Raw when, or no, was it Raw or was it SmackDown? I think it was SmackDown. So it was the SmackDown before Horror Show. Um, it was uh, Nikki Cross jumped them from behind and and uh alexa bliss was kind of there to to kind of break it up and everything like that but like you know so nikki cross knocks down bailey and bailey's like get her out of here uh get her out of (laughs) here uh and she was gonna say like get that and then she stopped and i'm like you could have said that you're a
1: heel now
0: you say say it like what's all like get that bitch out of here yeah like what's wrong with that what's wrong with saying that but no she get that and she stopped and oh i'm like oh, just say like, it say it just fucking say it but i don't know i don't know if like if there's something in their heads when they're doing this that they're getting they're getting like some sort of like not blockage but like they're kind of what did you say um not stifling themselves but kind of like holding themselves back maybe yeah. you know they they're 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 editing themselves before they edit themselves and like i know we're going to cut a we're going to get into the Seth Rollins match, though, too. And I saw, like, when – not to give too much away in that match, but, like, when freaking Rey Mysterio gets his eye all, like, taken out and shit like that, you're telling me the announcers aren't going to say, like, what the fuck or something? Like, like they couldn't have accidentally slipped in, like, a holy shit or something? Right. But not go fuck. Just say shit. You're on your fucking network. Why can't you say that? Yeah. Like, if I was there and I'm an announcer and this has never been done before and I see this happen, I'm going to go, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. those, like, silent things. Not, like, be silent or not have Tom Phillips talk in the way Tom Phillips talks. Because Tom Phillips is uh, Josh Matthews, is, uh, I'm trying to think, all those other type of guys where they're just the generic announcer, which is from Michael Cole. But at least Michael Cole was kind of semi-original, if you He think had about personality.
1: It. But, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Tom Phillips like, and it looks like his eye is out. <laughs> the eye is out in his hands. Ray Mysterio has lost the match, and it's just like, no, you gotta <laughs> have some sort of fucking personality in this. Like at
0: least, like at least, like Seth Rollins again in that match, he threw up. Like that's right. something different. Like oh, why he's disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. You're telling me those three fucking. Su- Samoa Joe be all right. I get it. He's probably seen you know his his stuff in Samoa or whatever, in his Isle of Samoa or wherever they're from. But like you know the other two guys like. Th- oh uh, god this is unprecedented i can't believe this happened you know what i mean like say what you will i, I kind of missed old jr because new jr now in AEW, i think he kind of phones it in a little bit oh, man. i think him i think him and tony giovanni have some sort of like like <laughs> look they're getting, <laughs> look, getting paid to do this like <laughs> yeah like, and they have that joke like there's an in joke and like we're not there mm-hmm. but, like they're there and they're telling it but you're not there that's just the way I feel with new JR. Old JR, when he wore his heart on his sleeve, and, yeah, he was getting also he was also getting paid, but, like, I don't know, he had more passion, maybe because he was younger, maybe because he could let his heart go a little bit more crazier. Right.
1: It's it just it, – I don't know. It's not the well, same, but that's just me on that. Well, just – I mean, just even just to touch on JR real quick, you look at his Twitter. God, any time somebody like him or somebody uh, else yeah. gets called out about, you know – something that he doesn't seem passionate about anymore or, you're just earning that paycheck like a certain somebody <laughs> messaged I never him said on, that. on Twitter. He got he got really pissed and a lot of the times yeah. he retweets it and says, I get I don't get just paid to do this. I, I like it. It's just the news type of style. I, I, uh, earn yeah. and it and it's just like oh he said it to you, of course he did. Yeah. That's but what, uh that's, awesome. yeah, that's what he that's what they do. They retweet it and it's like, all right, I don't have to defend myself. I'm gonna let my people that wanna suck my asshole on here, they're just gonna make you look like shit. Um, yeah, the, cancel culture. Yep. Let's get these
0: guys canceled.
1: Yeah, cancel, cancel, cancel. Um, but uh, going on, we went off on a little tangent here. <laughs> wow, but, yeah, um, we were, got red ass, got a little bit of the red ass. But accent. we were talking about, I think it was about Bailey, and just like I want to also mention that it was in a previous pay-per-view back when there was an audience, something crazy happened, and Corey Graves said, holy shit and I can't remember what happened in the pay-per-view, I but that, yeah. something like ridiculously happened where you had to stop and think, was that supposed to happen? And with Corey Graves saying, holy shit, like, you're thinking, wow, that shouldn't have happened, you know, is that guy okay or whatever? Or if, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's in that instance where maybe it was somebody came back. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I 100% agree with you, Mike. Like, you just need to let them blurt it out and I think a lot of these people that are in, you know, that are getting those paychecks and they got that top spot. They have nothing to prove. But if you wanna go above and beyond and become that type, you know, that that must see type of persona on T V or on the network, you gotta take the risk sometimes. You gotta take the lashes from, you know, Mr. McMahon in the back. Yeah, but not yeah. a lot of guys are doing that. Get your find or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get, you
0: know, because that's what it would end up
1: being. Probably be like a
0: fine because oh, you said that on national TV and you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. We're syndicated and you know we're the Disney of wrestling, which I don't. Still, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> think that's right. I don't. I don't know. I don't see. I don't know. I just don't see it because now, like Disney's going even further now than what WWE will do nowadays. Like you know what I mean? Like Disney has like all those Marvel movies and stuff like that and they're getting away with like a little, saying a little bit more curse words and have a little bit more action. Right. And, but WWE is now going back and be like, no, we want to stay PG thirty. It's like, nah, you're gonna lose your audience that yeah. way. You're just gonna lose your audience.
2: But uh I and mean, what was the what
0: was the match after this uh Bailey match and, and I'm sorry, who won that match again?
2: Uh Bailey went over in a twelve twenty affair that was very good. Okay.
0: Well that's good. It's good. It's good. And what was the next match there? Uh, who's taken uh, the?
2: I'll just sm- go with that because then I think it'll split us evenly. It was MVP defeated Apollo Cruz. Po- Apollo Cruz to forfeit it because I, I believe the rumor is he a uh, positive COVID nineteen testing. So um, uh, uh, MVP is now the United States champion again, and he's with Bobby Lashley. And I gotta say, I haven't cared about Bobby Lashley since his return. But, man, I love the pairing of MVP and Bobby Lashley. I think it's phenomenal. I love MVP. I think he's a he's good vibe with Bobby Lashley. He has, like, the charisma. His entrance is phenomenal. Like, I just like it. I don't know what, what's going in click uh-huh. and write, but a lot of things is. And the rumor is uh, they might be trying to re-put the nation of domination back together from the 90s. Oh, man. Wow. Where did you hear this? Uh, it was like It's been around a couple of different news sites the last two, three days. Ringside um, news, you know, I think. Yep, and they've been saying that's the rumor because, uh, I guess, MVP and Lashley did a little segment with Ron Simmons, did a damn segment with him. Dang. You know, so there you go. You know, like, I like it. Put put Simmons in there as the, you know, the elder statesman as, like, you know, kind of like an advisor, bring in uh, what is uh, Montez and – is that Montez? What is, the, what is the, the team? All that smoke? Street Profits. Street Profits. Bring them in. Put you know? them with them. Yeah, oh, put them all together on Mondays. You do know, you think they can do that in
1: this? Yeah, I uh,
2: think it's time America. to do it. I really do. I think it'd be a great time to do it. Mm. I think, you know, a strong... And I'm telling... Like, I know they won't put the belt on Lashley, but I would. Lashley being the World Heavyweight Champion of that group would be a nice fit.
1: I don't think they'd be a heel gimmick, though.
2: But no, they won't. Oh. You might be right, Johnny. The Jiggler. They won't. They won't It'd be, be like
1: a, a positive, like uh, positive Black Lives Matter type of movement, type of thing.
2: Yeah, different style movement than the nation. Not so mean. Not right. so uh stalwart okay. like that.
0: Not so victims.
2: Well, yeah. Victima. Well, not so like harsh. Because yeah, but the that's. 90- that's what we want. <laughs> well, I know what we want. <laughs> yeah, that's the that other wh-
0: show we got to
2: put. <laughs> I know what we want, but like we were saying a minute ago, they, that's that PG-14 show that we really want as adult fans. You know, it's not the kind of NXTs like that. You know, the, the fantasy one we always talk about each week. You could book stuff like that on that fantasy show. Like, that would work. But they're, with the climate and being on television and, you know, they're a publicly traded company, I just would like to see, you know, a rehash of something we have not seen, <laughs> which is interesting because we re they rehash everything. So seeing the nation, yeah. which is a really obscure group from the 90s that, you know, people remember, but it's not like the Horsemen or the NWO. There's no way they're not on that level. So seeing the nation pop back up with, you know, some original members like Ron Simmons would be pretty cool, I think. I'm in for it,
1: and it's so funny that you say Ron Simmons is like the 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 uh, the, the yeah, like the statesman of the whole group. But he was that back in the nineties too. So it's like, <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna that... wrestle again? Like, is he uh, gonna hey, he damn,
2: I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> Sam, I love Ron Simmons.
2: So do I. That he's be... so like just gritty. He's a wrestler, you know. Like you, he's the type of guy that would smack you in the mouth if you said something wrong to him. Like, he's just a man's man. You can tell. Yeah. You don't disrespect get, him, you know? He's that kind of no, guy. You wouldn't no. disrespect him. Get,
0: and getting back to MVP, man, the same thing. He came back, man. He, You see so many wrestlers come back. Like, you can compare him to John Morrison coming back recently yep. and Jeff Hardy coming back recently. And MVP seems like he was on the stratosphere. And his character is taken off. And, man, and I hate to do this again, but he just reminds me of Paul Heyman. Like, he is the... Best freaking talker on he the is. mic. He's a real good manager. If he didn't Skip know he guy. wrestled good, he could he could be that squirrely, you know, whiny. But now he's putting himself in matches with a with you know a belt, which is kind of an interesting take if you think about it. Like a, a manager having a belt is pretty interesting. Um, like I said, you know, it, it would be something cool where.
2: Um, well-
0: you know he's like a producer too right with the company still mm-hmm. now so he's doing like three different things so hopefully he doesn't get burned out what
2: Bobby Lashley needed was he needed a charisma rub and MVP was perfect for him so now yes. all we're focusing on is the Bobby Lashley in the ring which I don't mind very much Bobby Lashley's great in the ring the and then what we have to hear like on the outside we have MVP that you know tells us the Bobby Lashley story Lashley needs to be the destroyer like he was an impact that's what he needs to be. No talking. He has the team behind him. He should wear like those, you know, UFC style warm ups like he did. He should go back to that hardcore style MVPs like you know his mouthpiece and has the US title, which is kind of weird, but I like it. But yeah, I do too. But as
1: as you guys know, anything that has been successful outside of the WWE, they're not going to bring in.
2: You're absolutely so. right and that's the biggest that you know who you know vince won't do that but triple h is not you know he will do that in some cases but he gets fought on it bringing aj in and letting aj be aj styles right into raw put him right against roman reigns was all triple h's idea mm-hmm. you know because that was acknowledging aj Styles is a world-class athlete that deserves to go up against roman reigns they did that shit with rick flair too rick flair came right in right world champion they didn't he was yeah clear. exactly he was said clear. yeah tell me how many guys get to come right in and be themselves right on the main roster and there's no ifs ands or buts there's not oh, like booker t i think was the other yeah but too, that right? was during was that sure. invasion and it wasn't like we yeah. would have cared if booker t was something like it's not the same essence because he didn't like merge into wwe whereas the company yeah. got bought and he got folded into it you know what hulk I'm hogan yeah yeah, yeah.
1: hulk but hogan when he came back is hollywood they went to the Hollywood. He did do when when Hollywood, he came
2: yeah. back as Hollywood, yeah. He did, that was his first instance as Hollywood. But how long did Vince let us have that? A whole month before he turned him back to <laughs> Hulkamania? No. Because everyone wanted it, you know?
1: It wasn't a month. It
2: was. Yes, it was. It was exactly. He came back on the, 20, uh, 15, the 15th of No Way Out of 2002. And WrestleMania was his last Hollywood gimmick. A week later, he was back to Hulk Hogan. He was going to Hogan, like the, the Hulkamania one. Because remember him and Rock had the handshake. The next right. night, the NWO jumped him, and then he was back off to the Hulkamania races. Because Vince didn't care for Hollywood. I liked the Hollywood. I thought the, he was one of the best heels in the '90s we had ever seen, ever. He was so fucking deplorable. And the best thing about the NWO in that era was Hall and Nash had the street cred and were cool, and we loved Hall and Nash, but we hated Hollywood because he was such an asshole. Huh.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> So then, uh, moving on, we, after the MVP match, uh, what did we, what what did we go next?
1: I want to say the next match, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think they went from that match directly over to Sasha Banks and Asuka, am I right?
2: It's saying Rollins and Ray, but I don't remember the order of the matches.
1: Okay, that, no, that might be right there, because Sasha and Asuka was after that, Uh, I totally forgot about that fucking shit show of a match, uh. So, yeah, the next match was uh, Seth Rollins versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, in my opinion, probably one of the better actual wrestling well, matches of the night. and well, a wrestling match. Uh, but then when it came down to extracting the eye, you
2: know. <laughs> God, they, what are we talking
1: about here? All right. They put his eye right on the corner of the, <clears throat> the stair again. They couldn't think of something else. When Seth came out with those pliers – the plumber in me was very hard um, because they were nice channel locks. Um, he was the one that probably <laughs> sold them for my car. Um but, uh, No, he uh, he came out with those. I was like, okay, let's see. Is he actually going to try to do this because this would be cool? Even if it was a fake eye, it's different. But no, they went back to the old steel uh, stairs, put his eye on that, and pushed down and then holds his eye and like, oh, it's out, it's out. The, the ref said that. And then, you know, like, like Mike said before, it's Todd Phillips – Fantastic uh, commentary. The eye is out. Uh, the eye is out.
2: That's the match, <laughs> and then that was it. That's it. That's what we call it when the eye when you can see the eye hanging out in this match. It's just that's the end. Uh, well, like what, look, that was a great match, and that ending shit all over it. I was so interested to see Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio in general. I think they hooked it up before and the match was good, but they just have a good style, good size. They mix well. And it was a fantastic match. Did you see some of those, uh, when they uh, were like power bombing Ray into the, the big plastic area when Rollins did that, yeah. Or when Ray did the, the suicide out and he flipped over him and he power bombed him like into it. There was some really cool spots. What a fantastic match! And I was into it in that fucking ending, man. Like <laughs> it's out, it's over. We've decided we're gonna fucking like. What are you gonna do now? What's, what are you doing next? Just blow Ray's head now, off now? now?
1: Let me ask you this: <laughs> What if to get Seth Rollins' heel gimmick over even more? They took his eye out, and his eye was in his hand or whatever. Seth Rollins picked it up, started kicking Rey Mysterio some more, Eat kicking it. his head, and then fucking ate the eyeball.
2: Ate it, yeah. Oh, I have put I that under my breath. That would have been cool. Like, and he's real – like, he flipped out. He lost his mind. He went a little yeah. too far. Right? Blood
1: coming from his mouth. Or even yeah, if they different. put something on, like, Rey's, like, hands to, like, put on, like, Rollins' eyes to show that he tried to get his eye out but couldn't succeed. Which yeah, would have built Seth's gimmick. A they could have done
2: it a little better for you for sure. They could have done that, pulled it off. See, I was thinking they should have went the other way the
0: next week the next day on Raw is they should have made they should have somehow Brawlin should have felt real bad, right? Then he would have been face because he felt extremely bad about what he did. But the other people that he was fighting that were like teaming up with Ray, like which would originally just be heels anyway, like Kevin Owens and like Alistair Black. They wouldn't. They wouldn't believe Seth Rollins, and then they would essentially just be heels because, like, you, you don't, you don't, uh, you know, you don't forgive yourself for doing that to him and all this stuff. But like, like you would see like a, a change of like. Heal v face v v heal again. Like it'd be interesting if they did that way. We're like, oh, you're apologizing, but you don't mean it, and all this stuff. And then like Seth
1: Rollins being like, legitimately like, no, guys, that was disgusting. I don't want to do this. That's the thing, though, too, is you have something like that happen, and to have them come out, that'd be a fantastic storyline. You know, WWE doesn't do that. They like to focus on one storyline, one major storyline the whole entire time. And they don't like to, like back in the Attitude Era, as much as we always and any fan goes back to that era. Back in that era, you had multiple storylines. Regardless of the IQ of any wrestling fan, if you're into something, you're going to remember it. And you have all these fantastic storylines coming about, like Val Venus getting his dick chopped off, uh, Stone Cold with the beer truck. All that shit happened in one night that we all still remember because it was good. And then, like, now it's like, you could have, Mike, perfect, amazing storyline, and they will do that.
0: <laughs> they no. Won't. Yeah, the, no, they moved on. The, they moved on already. Rey Mysterio's gone. And
2: the reasoning, though, now. behind those, like, multi-layered storylines in the 90s is because they were having a war, and there was another promotion running, and they were running concrete, crazy storylines as well, so there was somebody to compete against. When you're the only yeah. game in town, you lose your edge, and that's just what... Uh, Raw and SmackDown have done, and it's been that way for a long, long time.
1: So you Back think, to the, what's you don't that? think you don't think AEW is a legit company, regardless of being on Wednesday it's nights. They're well, not, no, it's, it's just, just it's not It's Wednesday. just
2: they're not competing with Raw and SmackDown, and if you're not nah. competing with Raw, you're really you know second fiddle. You're you know you're an indie, and that's what I find them as. They're kind of indie right now. They need you know the booking just isn't there. That announce booth is a disaster. There's a couple, the women's division's non existent. There's a lot of problems. There's good positives, but, you know, they're not doing what ECW, I feel, did best. ECW would hide all their negatives, accentuate their positives. Why the fuck are you bringing in Mike Tyson at this early stage of your wrestling promotion? You don't need them. It's stupid. To do the same Austin. Yeah, but it's, it's exactly <laughs> and it's dumb and it came off hokey to me to to rehash such a big W. And Jericho knew that was a big angle in the 90s, you know? To me it did. I didn't mind Mike Tyson being involved. I'm just going on a little tangent of like, you know, we're talking yeah. about the promotion and the problems uh-huh. I see with them as a promotion. But let's back let me rewind back because I want to touch back on the Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins match. What I thought was going to happen, and I thought would have been fantastic, didn't you see think that Dominic was going to come out, cost Ray this match and go with Rollins and be the another disciple of Rollins. Wow. That would have been mean, awesome. Yep,
1: that's what I thought too. I thought I was waiting for that. Dominic time.
0: again, they're going to put his freaking,
1: they're going to put his damn uh,
2: <laughs> They're going to put him on. <laughs> <animal. be> like,
0: <laughs> on Ray, you're not my real
2: dad. <laughs> I have something to tell you. We won you on a poll in SummerSlam. You didn't know. Yeah, but that was like, I thought that would have been cool. Like there were so many different angles or avenues. I mean, excuse me, they could have went with the Ray and um, Rollins match. Instead of... Sp- Fucking just popping out, ripping his eye out, and making us feel stupid. But
0: the- so you say. So so going back on your idea, Ben. So you say Dominic comes out, Costre the match. But like, what if what if they did? No, what if here's the what they do. No, hit? no,
2: I'll tell you how they do it, because it's been done before. Okay. This has been done before the road warriors turned heel. You know how they turned heel in the N.W.A. They went and they they uh, they attacked Dusty Rhodes on Saturday night. They pulled one of the spikes out of their uh, their pads and they spiked them in the eye and it would look right. so cool. He started bleeding. He was bleeding everywhere, gushing blood. You don't have to rip the fucking eye out. <laughs> hit him over the eye and bust him open over the eyebrow and that'll bleed like you've never seen something bleed before it's easy to so it's do like, it it's not a big deal yeah. that's what they needed to do they should have Dominic come out Rollins should have had like a nail you know like those nails you put between your fingers and said Kit uh-huh. and nail your dad and hit his dad and said now you're a disciple like have him in oh, canin, shit. Have and that's is... okay, it okay, so okay. that's how the eye goes out because if you're doing an eye for an eye match there's no disqualification so that's how the eye goes out Big fucking angle. Dominic the next night's a disciple and he's in the WWE and ready to go. I like that. They didn't give us that. Maybe SummerSlam. It don't could like
1: happen that. again. Yeah. I mean, you could see Ray uh, come back and ha- ask for like, I would final like match.
2: it. I like that angle.
1: So, what was that that <laughs> this so after that match? That's is so after that debauchery, um, <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, after that, Sasha versus Asuka, which I thought was an okay match. Everyone's got a hard on for Asuka and her loudness and all this stuff. Uh, uh, ben, uh, is that COVID?
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm just having a little coughing problem right here.
1: Choking a little bit. Nothing you,
2: nothing you need to worry about.
1: Uh, but, I mean, yeah. Sasha and Asuka was for the uh, Women's Championship. And uh, the whole match, it was, it was a pretty regular, basic match, in my opinion. Uh, I believe, what, Kyrie Sane was down there. Am I right? Yep, yes. Kyrie Sane was down there for Asuka and Bailey was down there for Sasha and at one point Kyrie Sane long story short of this match, uh Kyrie Sane got knocked out, I believe. Bailey got into the ring uh and was about to hit her. Referee noticed her. She got pulled out. Uh Asuka, at that point Kyrie Sane handed Asuka the green mist, the uh, I guess pill in her in her mouth, popped it in. Uh, as Sasha was in front of the referee, as we all know, because it was so staged. Um, was. <laughs> Sasha ducked, got the ref in the eye with the green mist, which barely looked like anything. Uh, he was on she the spray- ground. <laughs> she uh, sprayed it
2: over his head on yeah. purpose. If you've seen it, went right over. <laughs>
1: right. And he was like eyes covering his eyes, screaming like a little bitch. And Bailey then, <laughs> him, which was creative, which I love, w- w- you know, got into the ring, pulled his shirt off, put it on herself, and then after she hit uh, Asuka in the back with the tag championship, uh, Sasha then pinned her, and then Bailey went one, two, three, and Sasha Banks is now the champion. Is that going to stick? I don't know if they said anything on Raw about it, because I didn't get the...
0: Yeah. Basically, Stephanie McMahon came out. Well, she didn't come out. She came over Zoom or whatever, Zoom call, and said that that match didn't like officially end with... None of them actually won the match. She said she said that Sasha you didn't walk out women's champion but neither did you Oscar so next week we're going to have a match and it's going to
2: be it, it, it's so it, such a clusterfuck
0: it really is mm-hmm. for no reason oh well no and and the the thing when you were saying um something about um god uh boy I can't remember if it was you said uh, Asuka, uh spray the green mist <laughs> like seriously with everything going on they're gonna bring that shit back like you're gonna say oh yeah you guys just start like spitting at each other's faces." well you know it's like some that.
2: gimmick like, she has but and they haven't used it since COVID, and he she didn't hit him with it it's just they want to use that gimmick because they like you know that's her thing like forever to you know get good wins that's what Muda did in the 80s and you just can't do it now so she yeah. missed them anyway
1: right yeah
0: but i but now, but now it's the time to not like if you said if it was a, if it looked blatantly like she purposely missed the ref, right? right? Is that what Pretty it looked much. like, or was it an accident? Or was it it was, like a, duck. Wrong it was a duck? It was a duck miss. Yeah,
2: like someone ducked okay. out of the way and then she hit the referee with it.
0: But like, was the ref supposed to get it, or did she spray over the ref's head so he? She didn't sprayed spin over either. on
2: purpose so he didn't get hit with it. But he was supposed to get so, it. In the but but you
0: understand? But 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 okay. If if this whole shit's a big deal and they shouldn't be, they shouldn't bring this gimmick back right now. Is what
2: I'm. No, trying there's right. still particles it, getting sprayed over like ten people. That, so just like figure something else out real quick. Even you if you throw, I mean? throw like chalk
1: or yeah or salt, salt yeah. Like oh Fuji, my god, like that's, Fuji awesome. that's a heel. Move. That's a heel move though. Yes, yeah, the spit was <laughs> a heel move. No, nah, that's a traditional thing. <laughs> that's. Oh, what? The thing
2: is, With Asuka, it's like a face thing. Uh, Jay Glows right. That like that's why they don't want to do the song. Oh yeah,
0: but on WWE 2K19, oh if you put your wrestler in a match and you could do a heel thing or a face thing, a heel thing is with with the power of the punch being one of the things, which is the brass knucks. The spitting thing is also the thing. So that's all I'm gonna no, say. I agree.
1: And I got my learned from WWE 2K. At least it was 2 2K20.
2: Jay Glow did you like the match though like uh, until the end or did you like the end I like the ending the rest of the match was just like uh yeah. It was a bore fest. I didn't find anything particularly great, and I was like pumped for that because Oscar and uh, Sasha have had blowouts in NXT. You know, yeah. really, really great matches. <laughs> what is happening? What, what I, it's called from... main roster itis. That's what it's fucking called. Uh. They don't care. Vince is out there. Have a fucking match. Go out there. It's fucking history. Go fucking fill. Don't do this. Don't, care. don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. And don't do that. Yeah, and don't jump off the fucking top rope and, you know, don't call them wrestlers. Right. That's it. There we go. Ugh. But, I mean, that I didn't care for the ending. How When did this start that you can just rip the dress shirt off and put it on? That's, That's it. That's But what? We know. Okay. We know I like that.
1: Ever since there, were no,
0: no, there was no authority figure.
1: At there. least it wasn't a female ref- referee. That would have made a lot of news.
2: That's true. I'm <laughs> at, okay, there you go. That's a good way to put it, right? <laughs> Uh, I <laughs> tits tell you. Oh, tits out, tits out, let's tits hit, out. let now. <laughs> Stop. All right. 20-minute fail <laughs> uh-huh. that, that ends with someone switching shirts. So, so far, someone's got their eye ripped out, and we just don't have no rules or authority in the next match. We Might as well. i so, like that, though. So let's move on to the next match, where it's <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. What a fantastic performer. Jay Glow, why don't you take us through that one?
0: All right, guys. Before you before you go into it, man. Though I, I'm getting to that feeling where they didn't really do much with him on Raw, Drew McIntyre. So he's got to start stepping up a little bit. If he's the champion, he's got to start doing something more. It, it's it's getting weird. Well, maybe I've... it's getting like he's holding uh, Intercontinental or the or the U.S. belt, well, but even now the U.S. belt seems like it's got just got to right
2: just be- than... wait because Drew McIntyre's title run is going to be get undisputed in a couple weeks. God, makes sense.
1: It makes sense, but shock the system. Are you gonna cock the system or shock the system at this what? point? Hey, because, I mean, no. P- listen, we have no nice. no bigger undisputed era fan right here. I love undisputed. I love Adam Cole. I'm uh, here for it. And all of them. I mean, Roddy Strong, I didn't think it was going to work. But, man, that worked out so well going to the Undisputed Era. But...
2: Oh, you're really right about that. I didn't think that was going to work either. And, man, did it fit.
1: He really did. He he did really well. His promos aren't the best. But, I mean, when you got of Cold, you don't have to. But, uh, yeah, I mean – um, so, Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and Drew McIntyre, like it was, a, it was a good match in my opinion. Uh, I love the stipulation that they had, which is another thing they added really well to it. And I like when they think outside the box. What what was the stipulation? Uh, so this is the stipulation. You ready? You have your notebook ready because uh, there's oh, a bunch of rules in it. So oh shit. <laughs> uh, oh Ziggy Pooh came out and he said, "So here's the stipulation and." The stipulation is "Is it's going to be an Extreme Rules match. And then Drew McIntyre is like, oh, okay. That's dumb for you. He's like, but hold on. This is why I'm smarter than you. And great (laughs) heel move. And he said, so it's an Extreme Rules match for me. But for you, it's a normal singles match where if you get counted out, you lose. I get the belt. If you hit me with a a weapon and it's a DQ, I still get the belt. So pretty much all all odds were against uh, McIntyre, which we all know he was going to win that match. There was a lot of rumblings, though, on the social medias that said that everyone was pushing for Dolph Ziggler because he had a picture of him with the WWE belt. And I would love to see Dolph Ziggler as champion. I do like Drew McIntyre, but I do have to agree with you, Mike. I think... He needs to do something crazy. That's what happens with a lot of these guys. One, he's got the body for it. Two, uh-huh. he's got the, that rugged, Scottish voice. I, and yeah, like, he could be the big guy. Let yeah, me just interject
2: healed. this, though. He, he needs better um, competitors. He needs better challengers. That's why Drew's title run is kind of fizzling. Like fucking Bobby Lashley and, and Dolph Ziggler. Are you kidding me? I don't want to see any of those either guys near my world title picture right now in 2020.
1: Who so that's the, the problem.
2: I want Adam Cole, Adam Cole, AJ Styles, <sighs> fucking Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins. Riddle oh, he did one. beat Rollins. And how good was that first run when he had a good challenger in Rollins? How about Kevin Owens? How about Ray Mysterio eh. Jr.? Like, come on. How about freaking
0: Samoa Joe? Samo- there you go. Yeah, how about, how yeah. cool
2: would it be if Samoa Joe just puts his shit down, he gets in the ring and just chokes him the fuck out, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a good angle. You and know? then that's
1: when you could segue Kevin Owens into the booth.
2: Exactly. That would work, though. I would like Owens better in the booth just because he's a better fit than the rugged Samoa Joe. Yeah, and know? he could talk shit the whole entire time. Exactly. It would be funny to fucking listen to <laughs> as well. Yeah, be fun.
0: The only thing with Samoa Joe when he talks is like you said, Johnny, you got three people in the booth and they do kind of sound the same, but Samoa Joe's voice doesn't... Unlike our voice even, guys, I'm gonna I'll put ourselves over Samoa Joe. I think we all have that professionalism voice where we could talk like we're talking now and it sounds good Samoa Joe is talking like Samoa Joe would talk if he was at a dinner table talking because he's
2: learning this is new to him
0: it doesn't pick up though on the mic and it's really hard Mm -hmm. it's just really hard you know and then you have when you have Tom Phillips and and uh Byron Saxon kind of stepping all over him and also going like you have Tom Phillips going oh yeah right whatever Samoa Joe it's like you're kind of hurting Samoa Joe's like I'm going to fucking come over there and beat the shit out of you type mystique that he had. Like, nobody should – people should be scared when they're talking to somebody. Yeah, and, right. con- and, and you have Tom Phillips there going, oh, yeah, right, whatever. You know,
2: you show this out, <laughs> you know it literally cool hurts people. people. You. you know, it would be a cool gimmick <laughs> we have never seen before. A badass announcer at the booth that, like, has matches, fucks people up. It, you know, maybe he talks shit. Someone gets in his face. He chokes them out. We haven't seen someone like that.
0: The only thing I liked that happened on this last Raw and then I saw like he get up and move after the fact was there was a uh, – after one of the matches, I think it was – yeah, it was the Aleister Black match. It was uh, um, it was Seth Rollins after he bet him got out of the ring and kind of like pushed the announce desk and the two guys, Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton, got scared, got up and got away and there was some Joe just sitting on the chair. Just smirking. And like, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't get up and be like a pussy announcer. He was himself. But then eventually I think I heard something like it seemed like he got something told in his headset to just get up and walk away. But he didn't like go run away. He just got up and tur- you know, he didn't turn his back to the action that was happening in front of him. He just kinda got up and he stepped off. Got up, adjusted
1: himself and then walked away casually. That's yeah. badass there. He legit hurts that people. Is. So this is yeah, what, they, what they this is what they need to do with him. Have continuously and I know we're fantasy booking here, but have him take all this shit from, especially the fucking biggest cuck of that table, Byron Saxton. Have him <laughs> continuously just keep talking shit and be like, "Samojo, Joe, you don't know anything about this, you know, and all that type of stuff. And then at some point when you guys are, Samoa Joe's ready to come back into the ring and like, like perfect segue into him choking at Drew McIntyre, have him have enough shit taken. From, you know, talking to all them and then choke out Drew McIntyre and then grab the microphone and be like, I've had enough bullshit going on back there with them idiots talking down to me thinking I don't know what I'm doing here. And I've had enough of it. I've seen everyone come in and out of this ring and he's just taking out everybody and he hasn't faced somebody like me, which I don't think he's faced the Joe yet. Am I wrong?
2: Who, Drew? Yeah. No, that would be a dynamite no, match, and that would yeah. be like something they could book, and it wouldn't matter if Drew beats Joe, but everyone would love the match, because it would be phenomenal, and it would be great. For SummerSlam, it'd be good.
1: Kind of like with Samoa Joe, I think it was at the Raw, at the arena, at us, when Samoa Joe choked out, uh, what was his name? Paul Heyman? Oh, yeah. Jeez. So, I mean, like, when Isn't they, they were...
2: Sing- Mike? <laughs> yes, Mike.
0: Oh, I was there for oh, that.
1: Man. I loved it. I know. I can't believe he was there. <laughs> I can't believe he was at because awesome. yeah. he would never. And he came out with Brock. I think no, no, Brock wasn't out there. But I mean, they were pushing that, that you know, the segue up into the uh, the match. I believe that was what over in Japan or Abu Dhabi or something like that. But it was a great segue. Like choking out his manager it was great. Like they need to get that badassery in Samoa Joe back. And mm-hmm. what better way to do it since he's in the, he's confined into a. An announce booth. They have so many storylines we're throwing. We're fucking pitching these guys right now. (laughs) If you're listening
2: to the podcast, (laughs) million-dollar storylines. Well, I say this. We're giving it to it
1: for free. (laughs) We're taking the credit here, though, because all these new storylines that are coming up, Nation to Domination. The next thing I'm going to talk about in our main event for the pay-per-view, all this stuff that I've been mentioning, Mike's been mentioning, you've been mentioning, we're slowly starting to see it coming to these pay-per-views. And I'm not going to lie, guys. My dick's getting extremely hard.
2: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> well, mine is too. What's the next match here? What are we talking so, about? What was the winner in the Drew uh, Dolph one again? Oh, it, it was
1: right. it was Mag-Tire, of course. Okay. Uh, he he went over. He won, and he I thought he was going to like shake hands with Dolph because it was a hell of a fight. But I'm happy he didn't because that would have kind of crushed his uh, his whole gimmick. But no, it was it was pretty good. And then it segue right into the Swamp match, I believe. Yeah. Was it? Or there wasn't a match after that, like, to, like... No, just
2: the Swamp Nerd.
1: Okay. Um, and two hell of a matches back back and forth. But after that, it was the Braun-Strowman-Bray uh, uh, White match, or the Fiend, or whatever the hell he was. Um, And let me tell you, dude, what a... I love, and I'm saying this right now for the record, any Bray Wyatt-slash-Fiend-slash-Huskis, or whatever the fuck you want to call him, That's any weird. type... Well no, it's the, husk is the little little doll thingy. <laughs>
2: anything oh.
1: excuse me, anything that is Bray White and cinematic is absolute fucking gold every single time they do it. I do. And I like know they've throwing. only done two things. They've only done two things right now, but the two things in my opinion have stuck gold for me every time where I've been sucked into watching it. Um but yeah, I mean, Ben, I'm not sure if you want to maybe go throughout the whole thing and explain. I what want happened. to talk
2: a little bit about. Did you see there was like a little vignette he did where he was an old time horror host in the middle of the whole show? Did you catch yeah. that, John? That was insane. Anything Bray does, you're exactly right. I like Bray in these cinematic pieces however i just didn't like it for the world championship but i love like i think he is so fucking talented he has a multi fucking layer of of characters he's kind of like the new age foley where he has all these characters now in his palms, where he can mm-hmm. throw out bray or he can throw out the guru or he can throw out the fiend and i'm sure he's going to develop more and what about uh go back to you jake low the um you know of Alexa Bliss as Sister Bliss.
1: Yes. And also, I just want to throw in there, not, not to be, you know, brass, but uh, I mean, he really does have the whole world in his hands right now. Fucking does. Uh, they got to put the belt <laughs> on The
2: Fiend at SummerSlam. That's, good. That's oh, the they next will. match. They, got, they, have to. they
1: will. He's just and I like... hope it's a cinematic match, too.
2: It will be. With him, it's going to be a fiend cinematic match, I imagine. And that part of it I enjoy. I just didn't like it around the world title. But I think if he's the champion, that's what they're going to do. And they're they're going to stick that way. But, I mean, you let's run through the match a little bit. Pushing through the match, I mean, Bray
1: Wyatt shows up in his brand new Ford F950, or whatever the fuck number it's up to now. And he comes out and he's just looking around. I guess these henchmen try to come beat his ass, but then they don't. Long story short, throughout the whole entire match, I thought it was well done, Um, just from a cinematic view, you see a lady in black with a veil on, with a fucking snake, a python, a python brother, in her hand.
2: Hogan. Hogan in the building. It's
1: it's actually Hulk Hogan behind the mask. Oh, Uh, oh Here we
2: go. The cat's out of the fucking bag. (laughs) I would
1: die if I saw that. Um but, no, he has this lady comes by with a black veil on. You can see she's got some sort of blonde hair type of thing.
2: Black was, eyes, I
1: want to say, too.
2: Was that and because then, Braun got bit by the snake? Like, they thought they were trying to do it like he had was seeing visions. And then, yeah. he, like, he burst out of the fire. And then all the fucking <laughs> sudden, he sees Alexa Bliss from their mixed tag challenge last year. Dude. And she's sister Bliss.
1: Dude, but when you saw the lady, <laughs> the snake come and bite him. And he's like, oh. I got and
2: Savage then, vibes. Savage then, the Snake 92 vibes. <laughs>
1: Yep. And then you see, like I said, when he's by whatever type of like walkway there was onto the lake there, and then you see this lady that you could see with a veil and they take her veil off. I'm like, please, please be Alexa. Please be Alexa. They take it off. And all you see is fucking Alexa Bliss's face. And she's like, Bron, uh, it, what did she say? Like, don't you want me? Or do yeah, you, want, you me? want me.
2: You want me. I'm here oh, for you or something. God, and they show showing so... flashes and stuff of him holding her.
1: Blinking his eyes, and he's like remembering stuff, and then he's like holding her, and they're just—it's just like it was so fucking well done. I love that part so much because they could do so much stuff with Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail. They could just turn her her whole character into a a 180 of like, yeah, I'm Bray Wyatt's sister. Everyone, or if they don't want to say, just come right out and say like that. They could wean up to it and they could keep, you know, you know, I wasn't, you know, all those videos you have, me and my parents from uh, Ohio, once, she's from Cleveland or something like that, or Cincinnati, you know, that those are not my real parents. Those are my step-parents. All they gotta do is say like she, that.
2: all she's gotta do is say she's adopted.
1: Yeah, she's adopted, something That's like it. that. that'll and
2: just click. Or she just has to say she's Sister Abigail. Like, I think Nikki Cross it, should be Sister Abigail. I think Nikki Cross is a perfect fit for Sister Abigail. Well, mm-hmm. see,
0: the other thing I was thinking about, too, and not to break into your things was i had an idea because i don't know if this was real or not but like so if 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 you know say alexa bliss is like um even like um thinking of the word like where she's like brainwashed and then like at least you could have nikki cross in a story mode as well where she could be like trying to snap nikki uh uh alexa bliss out of it you know what i mean then you could have that kind of it was like, awesome like though a, to
2: see alexa bliss you know like in that vein
1: yeah no, that's a good idea though too, Mike, like to have like Nikki Cross try to break her out or have Nikki Cross be one of Bray's henchmen and have yeah. her like try to – because you've all we've all seen how Nikki Cross was like trying to be buddy-buddy with her and all this type of stuff mm-hmm. and like how great – and this would be probably one of the most executed storylines they could have done in years that they could have had done right now by saying Sister Abigail is Alexa Bliss. She hasn't just been talked about. She's been here. You all know she is. You all think that she's just, you know, a figment of my imagination or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this is actually Sister Abigail is, you know, so-and-so. So
0: so getting back into this, though, real quick. So are you telling me that is this something that Brace saw or is this actually uh, Alexa Bliss? Like a, is something Bronze saw or is this Alexa Bliss? I that's that's where Bron.
2: I... Um, Bron got bit by a snake at the very beginning of the right. match, and then they did like okay. this kind of a dream sequence where he came out of a pit of fire. Braun did okay. and he started seeing visions and he's seen visions of Alexa Bliss. Like she wasn't really okay. there, it was visions. And it was so yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's still like in his subconscious, so now it's out there that like maybe she did something to him or something. Cause why would he see her ah. and see her in a fucking nun's outfit for any reason? Oh. Right? It was awesome. Yes. Like I thought it was killer, but it was that it was like supposed to be a dream sequence of fucking brought up okay. by a poisonous oh. snake. Bite. Well, I
1: Broken helped her. dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm just like, I'm just getting so sweaty and hot
2: thinking about this storyline because it's
1: so good. It could be done so well. And and this is their chance of redemption of having shitty storylines for like the last nine years. What better (laughs) way to make it all work out now? Mixed tag match, they were together. They had a table, they could show the table for three that they had together with uh, Ember Moon. They could have stuff like that. Like, it's just, it could be so well done. And you got Brucey back there (laughs) ahead of everything. Like, Bruce, if you're listening, which I fucking highly <laughs> doubt it, please go through with this storyline because it could be one of the best storylines they have done in a long time, and it involves your champion.
2: Bruce, go through with this and stop the fucking eye for an eye matches, please. Yeah, yeah,
0: seriously. But yeah. So then, uh, so continue on with the match.
2: Yeah. So
1: I mean, after that, <laughs> to go on from a great fucking part of having Alexa Bliss show up as Sister Abigail in his little quote-unquote dream. Then you go to him fighting more henchmen coming at him in the swamp, and you could tell this motherfucker that comes up to him, no mask on, even though everyone's had masks on, comes up to him with the fucking nice permed hair, fucking nice uh, feathered type of hair that he had, and he's beating, trying to beat up Ron. Bron throws him into the fucking fire. You could tell this guy's got a fire retardant type of suit on. And he's just nah. like, no.
2: It's so I'm lame. It was lame. <laughs> and
1: it's just like, uh, I, I laughed at it because it just, you can see a whale in his arms too. I was like, this is fucking dumb, but it's funny. <laughs> but like, they just had that happen where he's just running. And then he goes out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, what's next? And then I believe uh, the match really is like kind of spotty for me because I was you know busy at the time too. Um, but I remember seeing it was I think they were like by a boat or something like that, and then Bray came out of nowhere and like hit him with the shovel or something, and then he was drowning him in the lake or something like that, and then
2: that was it. Uh, well, they also he put uh, Bray in the boat and he pushed the boat to go, and he, the boat's going, and then all of a sudden the boat fucking starts coming back by itself. Do you remember that? Uh, then he comes I... up, he hit in exactly it ends. He hits him with the shovel. I thought that was pretty cool. I hit, oh, yeah. here comes the boat back. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty dope. And then fucking, I just have a question for Jay Glow because, like, I at the end of that whole event, I was just scratching my head. Um, does the world champion change like hands on death, or how does that work? <laughs>
1: Actually, he's gonna come back as the Undertaker now.
2: Oh, oh, oh I didn't know. But that's a side quest. Okay, I see. The what new Phenom,
1: and they'll no, yeah. they'll go with that storyline though, and they'll they'll yeah. try to make him the new Undertaker. <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna be honest with you. With something they could do like this, it could be all just you know. Uh,
2: a thought it could be all just but you know... they say Bray beat Braun so Bray's the champion it was a chance was the swamp fight for the title because I maybe it wasn't for the title but... uh yeah championships don't change off of drowning so oh okay i uh... uh, see thank <laughs> you that was J-Ball, one rule because I would I yes. texted you on Sunday I, I yeah. was looking at all books I have I was looking in special <laughs> manuals old things of observers just to see what happens in case of drowning. Swamp
0: Drowning is like a DQ. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: The title oh, is that what happens? That yeah. Yeah. Did Skinner it's make like these It's like a dirty rules, pin. Or... <laughs> what, did Vince develop these rules with Skinner from the Bayou or? Oh,
1: God. But, oh,
2: back in the 90s. Yeah. Okay, Principal Skinner. No, I'm Skinner talking to Steve Kern. <laughs> uh, no, this, this
1: was a Jim Hurd production. <laughs> oh, wonderful. He, <laughs> no, but, a, he used to work at Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh my God! Oh God! <laughs> uh, I I honestly think though that the, the way they're gonna that they're gonna have these Bray matches like that, unless it ends up in a ring somehow, it's gonna be all either just for real, like at a place where it really won't change hands, or it's gonna be like a memory. Of like yeah. when they had John Cena go into that closet or whatever, and then and that,
2: John Cena's gone. Yeah,
1: and then Cena never came out of the closet, so he really no. and also his
2: contract's <laughs> up, and now he could show up in AEW and ruin that promotion. Oh no, I don't think he'd ruin it. He'd bore me to he'd bore me he to tears again. He would. he wouldn't be WWE Cena. You
1: think Just he's gonna think, have the
2: JBL haircut?
1: No, he you know he's gonna have he's gonna be shaved bald.
2: He's oh, that's have, interesting. He's gonna I have like
1: prototype that. gimmick, and then he's gonna change it into "fuck kids," but not actually "fuck wow, kids." Wow, like, that would be cool. He's... though.
2: Like screw yeah, like you know, how, yeah, you, like, the know how, the how you flip them. it around, cuck, like you know you flip the letters around instead of "fuck yeah. kids," like "fuck." Yeah whatever the fuck yeah flip around would be fuck fuel fids. like <laughs> whatever it's <that was>, like <laughs> uh ruck fools and all that. that shit. that's about yes yeah, so that yeah. was the play on words i was thinking but Dad, the, end to, <laughs> the end to a fantastic pay-per-view where we lost a guy's eye we set a guy on fire and we drowned someone the fiend yeah. emerged oh, and, anybody could be a ref yeah anybody too. it was fantastic and then uh we have the slam results i don't think i watched that jake so you might have to go through them yourself Uh, I didn't watch it. Okay, so we'll (laughs) just say we went over it, and we have a lot of debuts.
1: I saw clips. That's all I saw were the debuts of Slater, the Motor City Machine Guns, which I believe were in NXT, and then that fell flat. Um, And uh, EC3. Should have went to AE3, AEW. And, uh, I mean, who else? Uh, That was it.
2: Yeah, that was it. That was everybody. But now, okay. Oh, EY, EY. EY, so let's go fast forward after that. What does Impact do with all these new stars? Uh, Fall flat. Is anyone watching Impact? I hear all good stuff about Um, Impact. I really do. Like, people say it's great. I'm not watching it, and I don't know anyone else who does.
0: I'm just watching. I'm watching whatever I can on Pluto from, like, five years ago. I think after
2: (laughs) Tessa Blanchard, like, you know, they put the world title on her and that debacle. I think it was very hard to recover. Where do they have the money to spend on 10 stars unless it's not contracted? It might be for a TV appearance block because you know how they film their TV in blocks. Right. So maybe they have them for like they're going to film for three days. So they have these stars for a month worth of tapings that are going to be a year worth of programming. But it's not, you know? it's
0: usually not the pro. It, from when Bischoff was working over there at Impact, it was never. Uh the company that was paying for those big contracts like Bischoff and Hogan and all them, it was the, it was the television. Yeah. Company. That's what I'm thinking. So, so it's probably the television company. If that's because the they want them they to might... appear on
2: their network, on their programming yeah. on a, AI... yeah. on AXS right TV. AXS, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's Cuban's network. So I think that's where they are. I'll try and check it out. Cause I'm a big, good brothers fan and they're going to be with Eddie Edwards and he, that's not too bad, but why are they trying to create like a bullet club deal? In impact, like it's been created too much. I don't want to see the Bullet Club anymore, too much. You know, too many three man groups that are, oh, we're the first Bullet Club, good brothers. You got to move on, go to Japan. That'd have been better
1: fit. Well, can't we be happy that they didn't go to AEW because it's like all tag teams are anyway and they'd be lost in the shuffle?
2: You're a hundred percent right on that. They couldn't, there's nowhere to fit them in. No. So they should have went to New Japan. They could have had another Japan run, maybe about a year, and then came back and went to AEW. Maybe by then Paige and Omega broke up. You know the Lucha Brothers aren't like tagging so much, and the tag division kind of thins a bit. But right now it's too uh, packed everywhere. And what I don't even know who they're gonna de- like beat or go against in Impact. What are the teams up there? The, the North Carter I City. know.
1: Yeah, oh, Motor City.
2: Ken Shamrock, did you see that? Just did anybody Ken see Shamrock. that punch he did and just landed? Yes. like like? What was that? So <laughs> I I, I laughed at that for so long, a lot longer than I should have. poor Shamrock, He's still got to wrestle at this age.
1: He just was inducted into the, uh, the the um oh my god, I almost said Impact Hall of Fame. No, he only he just got inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame. I, thought, I want to say it was this year or last year.
2: It's not like, that I dude. don't like Shinkan. He's good. He was he took to it really quickly. He was like Lesnar. He like took to wrestling so quick.
1: Yeah. In the best time too, which I think really got him where he is. Um he's also a fantastic MMA guy at uh UFC, yeah. but I mean yeah, I agree. I don't know what the fuck he was doing there, but I mean, hey, you got paid. That's all that matters.
2: He did. And he did a great plancha. Only he didn't hit anybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
2: was so funny to see that. I was rolling.
1: But um, on that note, I think that really hits all the topics we have for tonight. I mean, unless you guys want to add something else. I can't think of a darn
2: thing. No, I think we covered a good a good array of everything that needs to be covered right now in the world of
1: professional wrestling. I agree as well. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, we'll have another episode next week. Uh, we'll see what happens in the wrestling world then. But I mean, as of right now, I always want to uh implore uh, our fans here to go to our twitter at wrestling uh, and we and uh, to go to our facebook page which is getting a big following uh at wrestling and whatever and just join the page all you gotta do is the thumbs up it's that simple uh go right on there like us make a couple comments uh any questions you guys have, just feel free to you know hit us up and let us know and say you know what you'd want us to answer and we'll give our opinion as we always do I and mean, we're just having a blast doing this so um, but on that note, I think I could say an bid adieu and adieu.